For health's sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Health Partners Clinic Stillwater, Lakeview Hospital, and Westfields Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. I'm talking with pediatrician Dr. Brian Kress about when kids have problems with constipation. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Kress. Well, nice to join you. What is constipation? Well, constipation has a number of different criteria. It includes infrequent bowel movements, hard, small feces, difficulty or painful evacuation of large stools, incontinence into underwear, and oftentimes it includes some intestinal withholding. Constipation is usually described as as either acute or chronic, and usually acute is up to about a month or so. If it goes over three months, then we call it chronic constipation. What is a normal pattern for infants and kids? Well, since constipation often includes difficulty or reduced frequency of stools, normal patterns of stooling must be taken into account based on child's age. For infants, typically they have four to five stools per day. Typically, breastfed babies have more stools than formula-fed babies and milk more than soy-fed babies. Once children get into toddlerhood, then it gets up to about two stools per day. Now, when you get to school age, it averages right around a stool a day for most school-age kids. What are the symptoms of constipation? So the symptoms are the infrequent bowel movements, the hard, small feces, kind of rabbit pellet stools, difficulty or painful evacuation of large stools, and then incontinence or losing control into child's underwear. I feel like I talk about pooping all the time in clinic. Studies show that only about 30% of kids have, have constipation. It may be that 30% of children have it at any one time. It seems to account for up to 3 to 5% of visits uh, to pediatricians. Constipation peaks in the preschool age uh, around potty training and oftentimes coincides with dietary changes, maybe a firm bowel movement and psychosocial stressors. And oftentimes young infants will have straining with, uh, with stools, but if, uh, if they're not hard or, or large, then that's really not considered constipation. Most constipation is actually what we call functional versus organic. Organic would be uh, if there's some kind of underlying reason for constipation. Because 95% or more of constipation is this functional version, we'll focus on that today primarily. But if constipation ever is ever associated with things like fever, vomiting, or, or bleeding, severe bloating, or it's been present since early infancy, there can be some other underlying causes for the constipation. When you talk about the symptoms of constipation, some children may have one or more symptoms. They don't have to have all of them to be ruled as constipation. Is that correct? That is true, yeah. So of that list, it's usually, I think it's two or more. But yes, it can be um, some of those symptoms, not all of them. Interestingly enough, both rectal and urinary tract functioning are interrelated. So oftentimes, constipation can cause over or underactivity in the bladder, some urge dysfunction, and even bladder infections in some kids. And you talked about some causes of constipation. Could you go over that more thoroughly? So most constipation is um, what we call, again, functional. It's really more, more psychological. I mean, as you can imagine, kind of a typical timeline is babies are uh, liquid feeders initially, and then as they transition to solids and their bowel transit time, the time from lips to diaper, uh, slows down, oftentimes uh, the stools get a little firmer. So uh, there's some concern, some evidence out there that hasn't really been fully proven that cow milk slows down motility. As the bowels slow down and, and stools become more firm, 
Americans are, are eating less fiber and then maybe kind of having some bowel awareness, they will uh, start to withhold stools. A lot of us have stories of kids uh, at a very young age in infancy, even before potty training starts, of hiding behind couches and uh, not wanting to come out until they're done going to the bathroom in their diaper. So these firmer stools that lead to discomfort or pain, and then kids are smart. They realize when something's going to hurt, they're not going to do it. And then lastly, as you get into preschool and school entry, a lot of kids don't like to use the bathroom at school. They're bigger, they're stinkier, they're, they're not the comfortable place that they have at home, and so they will start to withhold. So most of it is, is kind of psychological, but a small portion of it is organic. You just look for those other signs to go into further evaluation. How do you approach the treatment of constipation? The treatment approach really depends on age, if there's any behavioral issues, uh, psychological issues, uh, psychosocial stressors in the home, dietary changes, and then how long it's been going on. So uh, for infants, oftentimes just some diet changes, usually adding some some juices like a prune juice or apple, pear juice all work really well, starting with a little bit, let's say a bottle, and working up until you get results. Sometimes uh, things like Miralax or glycerin suppositories can be helpful for short periods of time, even a gentle laxative like Senna, works really well. For infants, we try to avoid things like mineral oil or enemas or some of the other active ingredients like uh, Bisicol or Ducolax is the brand name. As you move into the childhood ages, dietary change to things like increasing fiber, making sure kids are getting plenty of water. Sometimes, again, milk has been blamed for a lot of things. I don't see a, a consistent correlation between a child's diet necessarily and constipation, but sometimes a trial off of milk can really make a big difference. Children, again, we use things like Miralax, the Senna. Sometimes milk of magnesia is helpful. I've seen some kids really do well with just probiotics. Um, and then lastly, because most of this is really just behavior, it's uh, trying to remove negativity from potty training and from stooling can really make a big difference. When do you refer to a GI doctor? Depending on the comfort level of your pediatrician or your family doctor with constipation, uh, we can do a lot of things before you see a gastroenterologist. I send kids out to gastroenterology is when kids aren't really responding as well as they should have been. Oftentimes, GI docs will have clinics where they can talk about bowel motility or some biofeedback. When you start to see some of the concerning signs of the bladder dysfunction or fevered bloating, uh, that's when you'd really want to see a gastroenterologist. Can it take a while to overcome constipation? That's a great question. So yeah, with with infants, if it's relatively short term, the juice will kind of turn things around and you'll be in the clear. However, with uh, with older kids, if the constipation has been ingrained for a while, it can take weeks to months to even sometimes years of uh, stool softeners of behavioral changes to get kids to kind of, I guess, forget how uncomfortable pooping can be. The, the dietary changes and the medications, it can be weeks to months. Some of the biggest issues I see is that parents uh, sometimes will get a big response with some laxatives and then just say, oh, great, we win, and it's over. Well, it can really be a, a much longer battle than that. Are there any books you recommend both for kids and parents? Well, probably the one that I hear most about uh, parents like is the book, uh, Everybody Poops. That's a good one. Uh, there's no shortage of potty training books out there. Like with any parenting book, taking what seems to work well for you out of parenting books or potty training books, putting the other stuff on the shelf, so to speak. You don't have to take every bit of advice from every book. Any other words of advice? Really, as much as we parents want to be in control of situations, potty training is one where the kids are really running the show. Keep things positive and not have any consequences for for failures because uh, we all kind of take 
one or two steps forward and then a step backwards with potty training. That's the big thing. I understand the frustration, but you just have to kind of bite your lip and uh, smile for your kids. Great information. Thanks, Dr. Kress. You're welcome. Thanks for listening.